and everyone just turned off their uh, podcast. It's really funny. <laughs> it's catchy. It's, is it though? Is it's it really catchy? I can't hear give, myself. Yeah, at give all. AJ some pump AJ up a little bit. I can't hear myself at all. I can hear you. I just need I more can't. of you. I can't feel my face when I'm um, with you. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Can Can you hear yourself? Yeah. Now I can. <laughs> I couldn't before. You were so distracted by Do we Brimbo. want to restart this now? No, we don't. We just want no. to keep rolling with it. Jobbing it is, out. Yeah, jobbing out episode 47. Wow, 47? We should do a party for the... Did we talk about doing a party for the 50th? Ooh, yeah, you talked about putting up bleachers All gold, stuff everything. All gold, everything. Everything. We got to get gold, Which do you think is the, the bigger deal right now? Super Bowl 50 or jobbing out 50? Right now, at this moment in time? Yeah, I think it's probably jobbing out, out there. Yep. Yeah. 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 Super Bowl is a couple days away. <laughs> right. Yeah, who cares about it? So, yeah, we got three weeks. to. If we want to do a party, like, could we do the show live somewhere? Could we? Ooh. We got three weeks well, to figure y- this out. Well, y- you know what is in three weeks. It's fast oh. Lane. Oh, well. I mean. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, we could do something. I'm not saying we couldn't we do. We could. Tell your boy. Let's tell, talk to Jimmy. Yeah, I was going to say, tell your boy Johnny Crab Cakes that we're going to come over there and we're going to do something for that. Ooh. He'll be happy to do it. He'd love that. He would love it. Yeah, he would. He would love He'd be stoked. All right. All right anyways. We'll do something there. If I'm getting free food out of the deal, I mean. You and, definitely I, And would. you know I am. So. <laughs> yeah, I've never paid a nickel for food at uh, that place. Be, I Me mean, neither. I, it's amazing, I paid right? last time because I wanted to. You know, I've never been there. He's never let me. I, he didn't let me either. I left the money. I put the oh, money just put it down anyway? in there and okay. then just walked out. All right. And then the girl tried to bring me my money. Your back. money back? I, I used like, oh I God. used to go watch like boxing and UFC and stuff like that over there because I live closer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when I was living in White Marsh. Now I'm living in the middle of nowhere. But um, I would go over there and like I get to the part of the night where it turns into kind of like a club. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you get to that part of the night where like everybody comes in to dance and stuff. And be like, all right, it's time for me to check out. Like we go ahead and I'll be like, hey, can I get my uh, uh, tab? They'd be like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's the best. Yeah, all right. Oh, he's the, he's the dude, that guy's amazing. Love that guy. All right, well, we'll do something for the fiftieth. We'll, we'll figure something out. In the meantime, we got a show to do this week. Yes, we do. And I'm Glenn. That's Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun, and the Rolling Stone, and that's. The main event. AJ Francis of the Seattle Seahawks. And uh, we've been in studio together for three straight weeks. And so far, no physical altercations. Amazing. No physical altercations. I mean, partially because we cussed a couple times. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, partially because anytime we would want to hit AJ, he outweighs us. Oh, yeah. We need to remember it's probably not (laughs) the best idea that we can possibly One of you can get powerbombed through this table real quick. (laughs) Hey, coming up this week, uh, a true legend. I mean, we've had legends on the like we had, Kurt Angle qualifies as a legend. Jim Ross, Jim Ross. We've had legends. Uh, this is a true legend, a true Hall of Famer. Uh, the great Bob Backlund is on the show this week. Really excited about that. He's got a new book out. It is quite a lengthy read. I just got a copy of it this morning. It's five hundred pages. So I have like I like to try to get a copy of the book and read a bit of it before we have a guest on. I have not had the opportunity because it is a a heavy read. But looking forward to talking. Yeah, it looks, back. Like, looks like a nice evening read. One like, night. Would you say an evening read? Yes. Well, one drunk? night. Yeah. One well, night. this. Well, Friday evening, I'll be flying from Baltimore to Where you Seattle. Going? I, I I'm do going to Montana. Okay. I'm going to Montana for the Super Bowl. Weekend. What are you doing in Montana? You know, my buddy Russie. I tell you guys. I tell you guys all the time. Russell Wilson, great guy. So he got the entire team, and I'm pretty sure some staff, if not all staff, uh, two round trip. First class flights anywhere, anywhere Alaska Airlines flies. So, so me, Montana. So me and the wife wanted to go to Hawaii, but we had already had a spring break trip planned. So 
we wanted to do a weekend trip somewhere, a long weekend trip somewhere, and we wanted to go somewhere we never been before. So, so what are you going to do in Montana? We're, we're going to the ski lodge. It's called Big All Sky right, Ski. Okay, it's I guess Big that makes Sky sense. Ski Resort, and it's Have apparently one of before? the best, best ski lodges. In yeah, are you a skier? No. That's See, that's okay. Cool. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. I'm a uh, snowboard. My my friend. Well, okay, but my, you've, you've been on a, to a ski my lodge. My friend yeah, John I mean, Colson from Pressbox hooked me up. He just handed these to me. He handed me two lift tickets to one of the ski resorts around here, right? And so my wife has been wanting me to take her skiing for a long time, and so she's excited. I am really imbe- – I am not a skier. Me neither. Like, not at all. But she skis. Oh. So I don't want to show up, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that you, know, you, know, you know what I'm saying? So I definitely did the, hey, baby, if you just want to take them, and like – because, you know, my schedule is crazy. So if you just want go to go fu- with, friend, with your family. friend or you want to go with your mom or something, like, I'll watch the baby. I'll, I'll Like, I tried pulling that move. No, no, no. I want to go with you. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> You're like, going to be so embarrassed. That's what I'm saying. She's like, she's talking about like how you, she used to get on the black diamonds and stuff. And <laughs> oh, I'm like, shit. Dude, I'm going to stick to the dude, bunny hill. No. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, no. I'll, stick with, I'll, I'll stick, uh, with the kid in the lodge. Just, because, because in that situation, you won't be the man. You should just get a bag that you can get, like, ride on her back while she goes. <laughs> Do they make those? For is, that, that seems like it would be really is your, dangerous. Is your wife risking. a skier? Absolutely not. So you're good. You yeah. got nothing yeah. to worry about. You can just right. go and screw around. I've been one. She's been zero. Right. If, so you, if you just end up I sitting like in the hot eyes. tub or whatever, yeah. like your, your life is fine. Yeah. I actually have to go <laughs> ski, man. Like I am not. It is a problem. It is a problem. All right. Bob Backlund's on the show this week. A little bit later on, we'll get into our top five and our quick count and all that. Let's start by uh, going over a main event, what happened on Raw on Monday night. Uh, which was not a lot. It was a fairly uneventful Raw for the most part. A few interesting things. Yeah, a couple interesting things. I think we start, um, let's start with Dean Ambrose, I guess. Yeah, um, it was interesting the way that they formatted it. With the way that, you know, obviously Brock was going to come out first. Good, good, solid choice. You would expect Reigns to be out next. Yeah. No, it was Dean Ambrose. And I was a little concerned with when he first came out because he started to do kind of the, I'm crazy thing. I just want to, you know, right. get my ass kicked. But they didn't go that route. For the first time, it feels like forever with him. They didn't go that route with the promo. They went with, wait, I'm not crazy. Yeah, I have uh, something more deeper. There's something deeper. I want to stand up and look you in the face. And I want to, basically, I want to be your equal. I was a little bit disappointed by his closing line. Like the, sorry, Paul, I just wanted to see what all the hype was about. Like, I, I think you needed a bigger sell in that moment after you have this, this right. confrontation between the two of them. I think your, like, go home has to be a little bit better than that. Um, in all, though, he comes out of it looking good. I think the question that people are asking is, and this goes back to what happened in the Rumble, have you devalued Brock? Does Brock look worse because he didn't just destroy Dean Ambrose the moment that he came out? Like, but this he is did Brock destroy him later, later on in the show. night. Later on in yeah. the night, in fairness. But this is Brock Lesnar. He's supposed to be the the beast. He's supposed nah. to be the maniac. He's supposed nah, he to be doesn't the... have to throw, kill everybody that comes right. to talk to him. I mean, dude, did you did you see what happened after WrestleMania last year? He literally killed <laughs> everybody that came to talk to that him. That is true. Yeah. And he got knocked out of the Royal Rumble. Like, And, and he, he walked there's, away. There's yeah. not really been any retribution paid from that right. moment. Well, because you know it's they're gonna make you pay for that. It's nine ninety nine. Come on, now. it's a business. It's a business. They didn't pay. You don't have to pay to watch him destroy Michael and Cole on Monday Night Raw. I, I think here's the question with all of this: Was this done more to make put Dean Ambrose on that level, or was it more done just so Brock Lesnar could f five someone who wasn't Roman Reigns? Which is it? In this interesting, right? That's like, interesting. Y- you could view it both ways in that situation. Um. 
God, that's I mean now that I think I hadn't thought about that yeah, at all. Me neither. It makes sense, right? Like I mean Dean Ambrose is let's be honest. Let's all just be honest here. Okay. Not saying it won't be an awesome main event still. It probably will. It right. usually is. Mm-hmm. But we all know that what's going to happen is, is Dean's in there Bray so Wyatt is going, going to, to get attack. Yeah. Right. To, to attack Brock Lesnar, take him out somehow, and Roman is going to pin Dean Ambrose. Okay. Yes. But let me just throw this out there for the sake of throwing it out there. Um, there have been a couple theories. A Sports Illustrator, uh, Justin at Sports Illustrator wrote about it this week. The WWE, maybe because of the reactions that mm-hmm. Roman has gotten recently, is leaving themselves, affording them the opportunity to consider... Maybe a triple threat match Or at a change to pull Roman Dean at Mania and go Brock Triple H at Mania instead. That they haven't... De- right. They're not saying that that's been decided, but that they're doing this to leave them the opportunity to give it a couple of weeks, see how the responses go to Roman, because what they don't want is we've talked about how important it is for Roman to win the title at Mania, but they don't want that to end with, you know, a, a bad, a bad reaction. Yeah, yeah, a bad reaction at the end of Mania. This would provide them the opportunity to have face Brock Lesnar, face heel Triple H mm-hmm. at WrestleMania, and then you could sort of go wherever you wanted to go with Roman and Dean from that point, that it's not as imperative that Roman gets so over in that match because everybody's going to be happy with the Roman Dean match. Like right. nobody's going to be angry if you have Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose. Especially in if together. one is clearly a face, one is clearly. Yeah, a I mean that would it would help that way. But I don't think it's imperative that you make Roman a heel to do it. No, I think that you can do it just letting people sort of make that choice. Right. Do you think there's any chance that the WWE changes their mind? And goes that route instead of the one that we've always assumed which is happening, which also involves Bray Wyatt, as you've mentioned, AJ. I, I don't think I don't really think that that's going to happen because I don't see a Roman Dean match where Dean's the Intercontinental Champion and Dean may not be the Intercontinental. Yeah, champion. I, mean, I, I, mean, I could I'll, very easily see him dropping the belt at a random Raw yeah, or I mean, something. They could like do that, something like that. To, that would be annoying. I'm not. Well, I mean, what what, what what would make it annoying that? Like if if let's say he dropped because it. you want Dean Ambrose to have a good time. If you really everybody wants to talk about elevating the Intercontinental Championship, if right. you want him to elevate it, and you want someone. Well, then else, what's wrong with there being a Roman Reigns Dean Ambrose match for the Intercontinental Championship? At oh, there's nothing okay. with that at okay. all. I mean, I, I was just more if that th- was yeah. the case, but yeah. I don't think that would be the case. I, I, right, I, hear you. I was just I hear more you. thinking he drops it because he's not defending it because he's dealing with bigger things. So they have him drop it so it can be defended to you know maybe Kevin Owens against AJ Styles right. or, or if, some, you're gonna, you know, if, if you're now eliminating. But I'm, but I'm saying if you want to elevate the Intercontinental Championship. And Dean Ambrose is currently having it. And you're trying to sell me that Dean Ambrose could be in the main event of WrestleMania, and he's the Intercontinental Champion currently. He should lose the belt in a big way to someone who can use that win at that time. So a a WrestleMania loss to Kevin Owens. Or code it even I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. That you want the moment where he drops it to also be big. You don't want it to happen on a random Raw. And I get that. But I don't think there's anything wrong with, if you're going to go this route, Having it being right. Dean versus Roman for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania, I would I don't, I, I, I don't at think all. it's going to happen. I don't think. Okay. And and here's the thing with Roman, you know, you you pulled the plug on him once last year when it came. You know, everyone knew that the idea was he was going to walk out of WrestleMania. But they didn't. The t- they didn't kick him out of the main event. They didn't take it. Uh, and and that's the thing. I don't know if he's going necessarily win. You know, if it'll be the exact situation that we that we assume that where it's just Triple H versus Reigns, Reigns, you know, as clean. I could see maybe Dean being included. I could see some some sort of wrinkle in it right now. 
I just don't see any way that Roman Reigns does is not in that main event. I think that would be just a real, you know, it would be lugering him basically, where you're saying, okay, we did we didn't do it last year because you know we didn't know the well, hang on. I, now I, we're not doing it this year. I think there's a big difference between what you're saying and having a Roman Dean match. Like a Roman Dean match is still a main event. That's a that's it's, a it's, it's, but it's showing a lack of confidence in him that you don't want him in the title match. <sighs> it, it shows a distinct lack of confidence, and that's the yeah, if they had co- if and they, he'll never get it back. Right, and that's the thing. It, if they, you get the rug pulled out from under you twice, twice yeah. in a row, you'll you, you, never get it You back. get lugered, is what, what happens. I know what you're saying. You're on the Lex Express, right? I, right. I get exactly it's, what you're saying. I, I, Man, I'm struggling with this. But I do, do I, here's the thing. The only thing that I really think is in stone right now, I, I'd be stunned if we didn't get the Lesnar-Bray match. Everything else, I, I could see somewhere. But doesn't else. it feel just so empty? Like, I feel like this is the problem I'm having with this, is that you've got Brock Lesnar. Yes. You know, Brock by God, Lesnar. Yes. And I think it's going to be done really well. I'm not saying it won't be a good match. I'm not saying anything. It's no, just, no, no. It, I mean how they have – it's going to be a big moment where when Bray shows up in this match to the point that it's going to be like, okay, I, here's, this here's, is here's, going to be – Can it be deep. when you're still, you still have the, the number one contender spot at WrestleMania on, at stake? Can you make the match about Bray and Brock and yeah. still – I That's how you elevate. That is how you elevate. How do you Ray create Wyatt? an element of surprise there? What element? What do you? I mean? feel this is the pro- everyone is assuming right now that Bray is going to jump into the main event. So how is it still big if we're all assuming it's going to happen? How just do you- because uh, did you not assume Daniel Bryan was going to win the title at yeah, WrestleMania? I, I, just because something's not <laughs> okay. Just, just because I, I hear something, you, but it's logical. logical. Wait, wait, but it's, the payoff of that was Daniel Bryan holding the championship. That's the payoff is sig- more the, significant. The payoff of this, this is, is a Bray Wyatt Brock feud. I'm going to suggest something. All right. All right. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Because it's going to come to something we're going to talk about a little bit later on. So there's all these rumors about the Undertaker and Braun Strowman. Right? Oh boy, yeah. AJ, I want you to defend this yeah, one. <laughs> there's a lot of rumors about that. What, hang on a second. Could you have the Undertaker screw over Brock Lesnar? I don't. I don't. I want nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with that. I mean, they got nothing look, to sure do with it. They've got a bit of a history together. I, to and that's why I want nothing to they do with that. They got a little bit of a history. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No. That would be awesome. Would that no, not provi- uh, no, no, not I don't lie. want another I'm Undertaker Brock lie. match. I, I'm but that's the thing. I don't want lie. another. It was said. It was I'm perfect. Saying, no, no, they had the hell in the cell match. Listen to me. I'm saying the Undertaker does it. Flirting with the Wyatt family, as if you're suggesting that the Undertaker is now, now in cahoots now. with the Wyatt family, which would then set you up for what we're talking about it, that you it, don't want. No, <laughs> I don't want it. It would create the moment we're talking about, though. But it would, I, it would but be, it would be an illogical off. moment. I don't want a moment for the sake of a moment. That that's what crazy. that's what TNA does. That's why AJ. One of the reasons AJ hates is because they're like. How can we make this a, a shocking moment? Oh, we're going to do something that makes absolutely no sense and nobody's going to but see you're coming. saying it makes no sense. It makes I no just sense. Died. He <laughs> just beat the hell out of him. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, and and that's, it, that's the feud ender. It was the hell in itself. For once, the feud ender had the hell in itself. And we already went through the, but the oh, did, did the Wyatt family carry off and brainwash? You know, like, there's no reason for Undertaker and Wyatt family to oh, be no, in no. This, but this is what I'm saying. It wouldn't be a brainwashing anymore. It would say the Undertaker would be saying, I'm, I'm aligning with these guys. Why? <laughs> because you're Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So, it, so it is turning into Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar again. It wouldn't. They, they don't have to. Yeah. Have I think the Undertaker would essentially be saying, at some point. So, so, wait, wait. So, what is the Undertaker's role in this, other than just to show up? To, they, put, o- to put over Bray Wyatt. 
So the Undertaker, and then where where does it go from there? Well, you, I, still, you would still come up with Bray Wyatt, Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, right? And then you can go whatever direction you want to go with from there with the Undertaker. If you're going to go to Undertaker Braun Strowman, I I'm with you. I don't want Undertaker Braun Strowman. Nobody's saying that, right? But if that's where you're going to go, I think if you're going to have, a, I'm not going to lie. If you're going to have a match with Braun Strowman one on one at WrestleMania, I'd, I'd rather is there going to be anybody who can talk him better through it than Undertaker? But see, if I if I'm going to have Braun Strowman in a singles anybody, match, is there I'd, anybody on earth? No, no, but that, that's assuming you want him. Like, if if yeah, I'm, I don't know if, if they... I'm if I'm booking Braun Strowman, I'm booking him in a, you know, like maybe against a big show or so. Well, not necessarily this, like, but something that has the spectacle to it. I'm not trying to figure out a way. Oh, how am I going to get a 12 minute match out of this guy? I'm figuring. But okay. you couldn't create a Braun Strowman Bray Wyatt power struggle that the Undertaker now representing the Wyatt family is. Why is Braun, Braun Strowman, Strowman having a power struggle? Like, what in his character has shown the, the even capability of having a power? Well, struggle I don't know if you Bray. noticed, he's like the most massive human being exactly, on the planet. But he's a not, walking power struggle. Well, okay, fine. If you're saying a legitimate, <laughs> like I can right? pick you up struggle, but if you're talking about, hey, I'm going to break away from the Wyatt family struggle, you what in Bray? You can't Braun create Stro- that with no. your Braun. Strowman? No, not for He's Braun- the biggest person walking. <laughs> right, that's the thing. He's the biggest person walking, which makes it perfect for an enforcer role. It doesn't make him perfect for, I'm going no, to but break seriously, away. No, no seriously, if, but if he is going to have a one-on-one match, I don't trust anybody in the world more than I would trust no, of course not. With but I, but That's I, why I don't think that's such a terrible idea. Well, because he's he needs to be talked through everything he does, which, even though... I mean, that's terrible. At the same, <laughs> right. at the well, same that, time, the at the same time, when someone's actually coaching him right, he looks incredible. He, he does. But here's the thing: if and are, nobody are, can are do we that trying to? Here's the thing: let's say he got put in with the whoever you want to say is the greatest wrestler in the world right now. What kind of match would you get out of Braun Strowman? You maybe a passable match, correct? Slater, no, no, there's so some guys that can wrestle. There's some guys that are really good at wrestling bigger guys and make the matches crazy. Uh, okay, like fine. Finn is really good at wrestling bigger guys you're, you're and right. making the match crazy. It, it would, and it would be all Finn yeah. in that case. Yes, it would. I, I just take, like just like it would be all taken. But it, it wouldn't. It, wouldn't be it wouldn't necessarily be a great match. It would be kind of entertaining to see him get tossed. But let's be honest, Undertaker's not getting tossed around the way you know that a Finn Balor would True. against the Braun Strowman. If you're going to do that, I wouldn't mind seeing like a David and Goliath match type situation. That if you're going to have him in a, a big, I'd rather see a big show or even a Kane. I think Kane, as far as his work rate goes, I'm not saying it would be bad. Yeah, like as far as the work. But here's the thing: if we're only going to get a passable match, a you know. Out of somebody, I'd rather see a passable match with a big show, a passable match with a cane, and safe taker for someone who you can get more than a passable okay. match out of. All right, all right. We've gone obviously well off the, the reservation right. here. I, I, I'm going to come back to this. I, this is the one thing that's, that is plausible with all of this. At the moment, and this do not, AJ, this is not me saying it should be this way, but at the moment, the true top face is who? Um, Who's truly getting the biggest pop right now? Brock. Brock. Okay, you're right. New Brock, Day. Brock. Actually, there's an argument. <laughs> New but Day. But separate Brock because he's he's an enigma. I mean, of of the full time wrestlers, who's getting the biggest pop right now? Uh, Are you saying as a face? I, as, as a face. You, you could make the argument for Ambrose. Dean. Ambrose? It's Dean. Dean's yeah. the answer. Right. Right. Or, I really feel like people just don't like. You just don't listen AJ's, to all AJ Styles. I mean, you that, just it, don't it's, listen to it's Roman the, pops at all. It's just there's too much. It's, there's it's too the much of a mix. I'm saying just true. Sorry, I apologize. Who, who, you know who doesn't? And, and right, honestly, if you're talking about by the time WrestleMania season happens, it might be AJ. 
Maybe. I, I'm, it, yeah, and a lot yeah. of it is just the new pops right now, so it's right. hard to AJ tell. AJ Styles. AJ Styles. But, you know, but right now <laughs> he is getting the biggest pops of, uh, in, in the night generally. Uh, the, in, you know, the two Raws we've seen in the Rumble. He definitely did not when he was in Ms. TV. No. When he came out, he got no, a good no, pop. No, no, no. Oh, but that crowd, that crowd was also Dean dead for most of the night. getting the most consistent yes, big Dean pops is, yes. again right now, and it's sort of, and maybe it's the Roman Reigns alternative. I don't know, man. I'm not trying, don't do this with me. No, I'm waiting for your point to be made. My point being that I don't think it's a bad idea to keep Dean near the main event. I don't think yes. it's a bad idea to have the guy that's getting the most consistent pops to be in that main event picture. Yes. Somehow, some Well, way. you want him to be there anyways because he should be there. Like, he should be at that level. If not necessarily in that specific match, you need to start elevating this guy in fast because there's no reason he hasn't been elevated to and that point And that's a very already. fair point already. So I have no problem with, if you're saying that you think that it could end up being something besides just Triple H, Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. if you want to say it's somehow Triple H, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, I don't think that's a bad idea. Yeah. Dean got eliminated from the Royal Rumble by Triple H. There's something thing there. He, you know, he's pr- presumably, you know, he's going to kind of be a little bit of a weird ending if it, we're assuming it, the Wyatts it, are going to be involved. It helps with Roman. Yep. Again, I, I know AJ, AJ, I can see him like I'm, just shooting daggers I'm through re- my face. Listen to me. Dean Ambrose needs to be in a one-on-one intercontinental title match. That's what he needs to be in at WrestleMania. And I don't care if but he he's wins not, I, I don't think or he loses. Be in, I don't think that's what he needs to be I don't even know if it's on. Honestly, I don't know if it's on the table at this point because you, just the way they've used the mid card so much. I could see him versus Di- for Diz versus Dolph one on one for the Intercontinental Title at WrestleMania. You know, then you have Owens still in that. I, mean, I like it. No, yeah. then, then you have it. Owens. Like you still have Owens saying AJ. You got to do everything you can do there. <sighs> okay, okay. I mean, I hear you. I hear you. I just. I think that he needs to be near the top of the card is all I'm saying. Yeah. And, and I have maybe, no problem with that. He should be in the one of the top three matches as Intercontinental Champion. Correct. I just, unfortunately, as much as they want to elevate the IC title, they, they haven't, haven't done, it yet. done it yet. And I don't think that an IC title match can be one of the tri-main events right now. I just don't think it'll work that way. But I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. All right, let's, uh, let's just run over a couple other things that happened. Divas. Um, yeah, so an interesting wrinkle in the yeah. Divas picture this and, week. And, and we, were, we were talking about it. We were like, okay... How do we get to Mania? We see where they're trying to go here, but you have the problem of Fastlane. Are they going to do, you know, a triple threat at Fastlane and somehow turn into a fatal four-way at Mania? Are they going to somehow only have a singles match at Fastlane turn it into a triple threat? How are we going to get there? And one thing we didn't really think about was, are they just going to insert somebody else into the picture, which they did in Brie Bella? Um, you know, some people aren't really pleased that it's Brie Bella, but that's because it's Brie Bella. But it makes sense. This is a way that you get the fresh match at Mania. You know, Fastlane, whatever. You know, we don't really care if there's a huge match at Fastlane. We know that it's going to be Charlotte likely rolling over Brie Bella. And we might get what you've ta- been talking about for the past few weeks, and that's two relevant Divas matches on the same pay-per-view card if we have either Sasha versus Becky one-on-one for a number of, or Sasha and Becky versus Naomi and Tamina. I'm good with any of that. Yeah. I mean, this is what I've been asking like, for. Like, it's, it's, yeah, I'm, I, it's, it's a little awkward, but it works perfectly. Yeah, it's not, it's obviously and not the thing done. is, it's not awkward because you guys are right about merch numbers. Yeah. Well, with the Bellas? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, it just, it feels like that she just randomly got him in all of a sudden. Yeah, it I always know, yeah. feels but, awkward when it's the number. But, but again, but in fairness, you yeah, sell merch, you're going to get a yeah, pop. Right. They have been around long enough that it's not, it's, it's it, not ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, you the, know? the only reason she's a Divas champion. She's been Divas champ before. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it works out, it works out very nicely. Hopefully it'll be executed well and you'll actually get the two matches with two, you know, two 
real storylines. Not just let's throw all the divas in together Total because divas. they're on a TV show together. Right, exactly. Yeah, not, not like not what they're something. doing with Paige and Natalia and well, and that's Alicia the, Fox they, right they, now. That's the one thing that's left out is Paige's Paige has been your consistent top diva for the last at, at the same time I'm eighteen months. I, I, I agree. It whatever. sucks for Paige. I want to see her in that picture, but if I'm going to if I have to sacrifice Paige to get two coherent storylines, I don't know yeah, why you, you have deal to. With it. I, right. I, I willingly say, okay, whatever, yeah, I yeah, get it. I deal with it as well. She'll work her way back. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I have no doubt she ain't about going that. Going nowhere. She's like seventeen. AJ, that's that's a good point too. She is still really young. Um, I just yeah, I have so little faith. I have so little faith right. in how they handle the divas that I always wonder. Um, a couple other things to jump out. We mentioned AJ Styles. I love that Miz TV set. Miz was great. Yeah, Miz, was awesome. Miz was fantastic. Miz was awesome. I guess I'm. I'm I, I, the, here's the one thing I'll say, right? Is that I don't know that you need to make AJ Styles Daniel Bryan. And that's the one I, thing I don't like the exact. But as far as the okay, I'm going to bring you out. I'm going to pump you up here, and then I'm going to turn it on you and and do it the way Miz did it. Right. That's great. The 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 precise wording that you're turning him into Daniel Bryan, I get why they're going that route. Right. I mean, it makes perfectly sense. I don't think AJ Styles necessarily needs to go that route, but I get it on their from their part. AJ Styles is one of the most accomplished professional wrestlers on the face of the planet, even more so than Daniel Bryan right. when Daniel Bryan arrived. Right. They don't need to go the scrappy underdog route with AJ Styles. There's no reason they need I, to go I that route. I do wonder is if they saw... He's also 38 years old. Right. That's a big difference, man. Like, I, Well, you're, you're getting a short run, so you, you basically you're, you're putting everything that you did with I would, Daniel Bryan. I would elevate him as a legitimate international and, wrestling and I champion. wonder... I wonder how much of it is that they realized, you know, I, I think a lot of people are just starting to realize, oh, crap, AJ Styles is tiny compared to everybody in the WWE. And, you know, we, we knew that he was a smaller guy. I don't think that we realized that Chris Jericho was going to make AJ Styles look like a dwarf. Like, and that I, doesn't happen. And so I wonder if, if they saw that and they're like, crap, we don't know. And, and this is a flaw in WWE logic, not necessarily. But they saw that and they're like, I don't know if we can necessarily, when he is looking tiny compared to a Chris Jericho, I don't know if we can necessarily push him as a, this is a top guy, unless we go the underdog route with him. Now, should they be thinking that way? Probably not, because AJ Styles is AJ Styles, and he's worked well with a lot of different people of a lot of different sizes. But I can see why they might think that way. Yeah. I hear you. He's he's little. He's a little dude. I'm not disagreeing with that. He's a little dude, but... I, I don't, he's not Rey Mysterio little, you know what I mean? Like. He's not Kalisto little. Yeah. I, I don't think you have to go this route. I think you can just be a wrestler. Like. I, I think you should be, but I can also see why if they want to kind of, you know, they're thinking in their mind, okay, what's the quickest way we can get him over? Put him as the underdog, because otherwise we have to really build him up. Cause you know, naturally you see a guy and he would probably have to have several months of beating guys who are bigger than him to right. really get credible. If they go the underdog route, then all of a sudden they can just put him in wherever, and he, you know, you don't have to have that month of building up. Uh, something that that jumped out at me. I've clamored for a long time that the new day needs to be closer to the top of the card, right? Like top like, of the card. So obviously they're in the main, <laughs> main event. event. Here's the only thing that that I did. Look, it was it was great. Him slapping Dean Ambrose's butt. I mean, the whole the, thing. The Rome, just, <laughs> Reigns. The look on his face right. when that would happen was right. just the greatest look the, ever. The fish thing and jump. I mean, the whole thing is just amazing. <laughs> I or the, the jump rope thing is ten and a half as well. It's all of it is amazing because the new day and everything it, the new day does. They're the best, just, right? Here's the, the best. I, I just hope this isn't your filler for a week, right? And then back to the the tag picture you go. You know what I mean? Like I I just 
they can serve a role so significant mm-hmm. at the top of the card because they're so over, as you reference AJ Francis. Um, because they're so over, they can serve a real role at the top of your card. I just hope this isn't. How do, hey, you, how do you like this idea? If we're talking about crazy moments, imagine you have Triple H after. Brock Lesnar's been taken out by Bray Wyatt. You have Triple H come down and say, this is a triple threat match. I told you that. And he has his boys come from the back and it's Kofi Kingston. (laughs) You will do anything to get Kofi Kingston the world championship. In your your mind, this ends the triple threat. And New Day walks out of Mania with three belts. I mean... Sure. Well, it would be, greatest, it would be the greatest thing <laughs> yeah. ever, obviously. Um, it would be the greatest thing ever. Not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, trust me, nobody's going to be a, a, have a problem with it, but no, you're right, it's not going to happen. Uh, one other thing. Uh, what category do we think the Usos won a Grammy for? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, like, um, the poor girl made a mistake. I, I, I feel better they actually played that. Oh, and that's the like, thing. Like, that, that, that was kind of mean. Rhythm and blues. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I was going to say Island. I was the, like, motivational spoken word. No, there's Samoan, you jerk. <laughs> motivational spoken word. Uh, motivational spoken word. Uh, here's what I'll say. Like, um, I, I play the clip. Uh, the Monday night, they, the NFL did this. Uh, it's not, they don't call it media day anymore. It's now opening night at right. the Super Bowl. It, it's awful. Um, but they, they had Aloe Black there performing. Okay. okay. Aloe Black, who did, uh, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man, and probably other songs that none of us no have one ever heard of. Us. So, yeah. But we know the one. We know it really well. So they have Melissa Stark from the NFL Network introducing Aloe Black, right? And she just he also happened- did Don't Wake Me Up, but keep going. What's the other one? Don't Wake Me Up. It was a number one song in America. I honestly don't know that song at all. Yeah. Don't Wake Me Up? What, wasn't that a um, Avicii song? Yeah, I thought that was yeah. Avicii and the Mumford, so- Mumford and Sons. Right, so no. it's Avicii. Dude. Yes, it's Avicii, but it's his voice. Oh, it's his voice, but it's credited to Avicii. Yeah, but he's singing the okay, song. Okay, fine. But no one knew that because oh, it's well, a Avicii song. It's a little bit song. different. You may right. be thinking that I was... He's singing the song. It was he's the number singing, one hit. but no one... But it's not his song. I understand that. I'm just pointing out that he right. also okay, had a number fine, one fine. Anyway, the point of this is that he has apparently also been nominated for a... Like, really has been nominated for a Grammy. And Melissa Stark from the NFL Network introduced him as a nami graminated. <laughs> performer, right? And that got a little bit of play on the internet, but the NFL Network didn't replay it 15 times. Because they're not assholes. The, exactly right. 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 Exactly right. Um, one, um, one final thing. The golden truth needs to happen. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. I will say one thing, right? I, I don't know about having gold dust dunk his foot in the toilet. Like, I thought that was maybe... Foot's a doo-doo, bro. Yeah, like, I that was maybe a little bit... Uh, I will say this. All right, so I... We talked about Total Divas. I have to admit that I saw a little bit of this week's episode of Total Divas. Right. By a little I, bit, you I mean see, you watched it three times? No, I don't see it. I watched the entire thing with my wife. My wife hates wrestling, so this watched, is her way. This You're, is her you way. come together on this. Yes, I, I understand can, the concept. We can do it. We can do it together. Um, I, I happened to see them. the 15 minutes where Natty was throwing a party, mm-hmm. and our truth <laughs> is definitely <laughs> afraid of cats. So our truth was attacked by a herd of cats when he was growing up. <laughs> What? That's the that's apparently a true story. He was attacked. Now, is it true? By is a the herd of cats growing is that up. Qu- I'm just telling you what the man said, okay? <laughs> and so when Natty's cats got out of her room, our truth literally jumped on the island of her kitchen, like this, and stood on top where all the food was. While this little cat, it couldn't have been bigger than the Bob Backlund book, right. was running around, and this guy was terrified. So much so that he Jumped took a running on a start table. 
off of the table towards the door in the hallway and just kept running out of the door. And then created a barricade <laughs> to keep the cats locked up that was so intricate. With ropes and <laughs> chairs and using doorknobs. It's incredible. I hope it's a work. I hope it is because it just adds to the greatness of our truth. It is if our truth is so committed to the bit that on total divas yeah. he's going to that length. God, it goes to show you why he's a Hall of Famer and one of the greatest performers in wrestling history. Correct. If he really was attacked by a herd of cats, <laughs> then holy crap! Yeah. You know, like, where where's there a herd of cats? I, dude, I don't he's know. got a country voice. I'm assuming there might be cats right. walking around. I don't know. Well, a herd of cats. Cats aren't exactly social creatures. They yeah, don't they don't roam in packs. All right. When we uh, when we come back in, living legend, uh, an absolute honor. Looking Larry forward to talking. What? Yeah. Well, no, a different a different one. Uh, Bob Backlund, the All-American boy, will join us next to talk about his new book and uh, talk about some wrestling. Let's tell some stories. Let's have him tell some stories. That's what I'm looking forward to. We'll do that next. Uh, Aaron, the main event, AJ Francis, and Glenn Clark, this is Jobbing Out. Need to get some cash? No problem. Head to Royal Farms, step up to the ATM, and get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Surcharge free ATM use. That's the way we do it at Royal Farms. Some retailers charge you to use their ATMs. They make you spend money just to get your money. We don't. At Royal Farms, you can come in anytime, day or night. Walk over to our ATM, take out your bank or credit card, and in just a few seconds, get your cash for nothing because it's surcharge free. Individual cardholder fees may still apply for using a Royal Farms ATM, but we won't charge you. So the next time you want to get cash at an ATM, come to Royal Farms. Because this is how we do it. Get your cash for nothing cause there is no fee. Cash for nothing cause there is no fee. You guys know me, I am a huge college basketball fan, and I have been to them all. I've been to Cole Fieldhouse, I've been to Cameron Indoor Stadium, I've been to Hinkle Fieldhouse, I've been to Memorial Coliseum in Nashville, I have seen all the great venues, I've even been to Madison Square Garden, but the place that you have to see is the Palestra in Philadelphia, and Drew Forrester, our buddy from DrewsMorningDish.com, wants to take you with him, and I don't think he's going to get you kicked out like he did to me at Yankee Stadium a few years back. Here's the deal. February 20th, he's going to take you to see Yale versus Penn, lower-level seat just above courtside at the Majestic Palestra. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. The bus leaves Towson at 4. You get a delicious meal from Paul Masano's, the ride to Philadelphia, beer, soft drinks, water for everyone, and a commemorative T-shirt. All you got to do is go to DrewsMorningDish.com, click on the Palestra Trip tab, and you can be in all just $69. Again, DrewsMorningDish.com. Are you a believer in the retriever? The UMBC sports marketing team is proud to support UMBC athletics through marketing and promoting the UMBC Division I game day experience with giveaways, in-game entertainment, and much, much more. Tickets for retriever action starts as low as $2. Follow UMBC sports on Instagram at retrieverbeliever and on Twitter at UMBC Sports Marketing for all your promotional updates of the Retrievers. For a complete schedule of UMBC athletics, visit UMBCRetrievers.com. The UMBC Sports Marketing staff looks forward to seeing you as a Retriever believer at the games.
Back in here on Jobbing Out, segment number two, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, and the main event, A.J. Francis. No, not this time. You already did it once. You settled down over there. Joining us now, what an honor this is, two-time champion of the world, WWE Hall of Famer, and now his new book, Backland, From All-American Boy to Professional Wrestling's World Champion. It is available right now. A pleasure to welcome in Bob Backlund to Jobbing Out. Bob, it's good to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking some time for us this week. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Um, uh, it's uh, going to be an interesting, uh, an interesting time here with you. No, yeah. no doubt about that. No doubt about. It. We're going to have some fun talking. It, let's let's start with the book. Um, I, as I told you off the air, just got a copy of it. I did not realize it's 500 pages or nearly 500 pages. And I'm going to guess that you probably could have gone about like 5,000, given all the stories that you have. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty detailed, um, and um, yeah, we. Uh, uh, we spent five years doing it, and uh, it was all worth it. It's, uh, it's quite a story, a story of my life, and uh, I, uh, uh, it's a story of um, some principles that I made uh, or I learned in junior high school, high school through amateur wrestling, and it made me, maybe made me be able to become very successful in two colleges and in the WWF. Can you can you just give us a little bit of background on the print? I know we're going to read the book to find out more about them. Can you give some background on the principles? Well, um, I, I had a big thing when I was in tenth grade. Um, it happened to me. I, I was I lost every wrestling match I had. And I was at the uh, district tournaments, and um, I got beat right away. So I'm sitting there watching all the other matches. I was a 154 pounder. A guy guy uh, won the state tournament in Minnesota at 165 pounds, and he was the same age as I was, a tenth grader. And uh, I sat and watched him do that, and uh, I told myself, I want to do that. And uh, then I wondered how he did it. Um, anyway, it catapulted me to start working out really, really hard. And to make a long story short, uh, the next year, um, and this guy was my idol. His name was Kirk Anderson. The next year, I was in the, in the they had a tournament in my hometown that was called the Princeton Invitational. I was undefeated. Um, I went in the tournament, uh, this coach from St. Francis, that's where Kirk Andrews was so from, he, in, the, in the seating room, he was kind of bragging about Kirk Andrews, and that, I, he didn't think there was anybody that, there that could give him a little tussle. <laughs> and so uh, my coach said, well, I was on, Bob Backlund's undefeated. Um, um, he thinks he could. And he, the guy moved, I was at 175. And the guy moved Kirk Anderson up, the coach, to wrestle me, and I destroyed him. And after that, that I said, hard work really does pay off. And uh, I doubled up on that, and it, uh, it was a really a great lesson to learn, because uh, I got a big reward. It took a long time, but it was all worth it. That's, that's really, really cool. Uh, again, the book, it's uh, Backland, From All-American Boy to Professional Wrestling's World Champion. You can go right now to Backland Energy. Dot com. Get a copy of it there, forward by the late, great Rowdy Roddy Piper. Bob, uh, w- one more for me just about the, the book and the stories in the book. First of all, it's amazing for me to think that you were winless at one point as an amateur yeah, wrestler. That like, that's crazy. Yeah, think well, I was about. a very poor athlete. I, I, uh, um, I went out for sports. I had a, you'll get the story when you, when you read the book, but I, I, I went out for sports so I wouldn't have to go home. So that's all, okay. I went out for football, I went out for track, and I went out for wrestling because, because of the way the things were at home. That's, yeah. that's really interesting. And yet, it's le- obviously, it led you to this unbelievable life that you've been able to live sort of by nothing other than I, I don't want to have to go deal with what I would have to go deal with. 
No. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. That's, yeah. That's incredible. But yeah, it was. But uh, yeah, it all worked. Uh, it all uh, came together. You know, by the time I uh, got into to be a senior, I was ready to go. Um, I was out there testing these things in when I, in two colleges, Waldorf Junior College and then far, and then North Dakota State University. And I made a big dent in Waldorf Junior College, but I even made a bigger dent in the in North Dakota State University. And then in 1973, I got in a 1968 green Chevrolet and Palette to get into the wrestling business down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I started out sleeping in the trunk of my car, but I made even bigger dent in the wrestling business than I did in the two colleges, using the principles that I learned in uh, in uh, in high school and junior high school. And I'm selling a book, but I'm selling a road to a very happy, um, healthy, and successful life if you go by the principles that are in the book. Bob Backlund with us here on Jobbing Out. We're talking about this new book as well as we're going to talk about his his career in wrestling. Bob, just you know, as as we go from where you were in high school and getting into this life, you, you talk about the principles. How similar is it when you're going from being an amateur, you know, competitor to being someone who's now having to perform as an entertainer? How do you translate those principles from an athlete to more of an you know an, an entertainment based athlete as a professional wrestler? Well, um, you know, I, I, um, the, the, you know, I, I changed my goal. My goal in wrestling as a high school wrestler and a, a college wrestler was to try to win as many matches as I, I could and not let anybody score on me. Um, but when I got into professional wrestling, I, I, I said, I'm going to entertain people at the best level I can possibly do, no matter what the size of the building. I don't care if it's Madison Square Garden or Glastonbury High School. Um, I'm going to give it the same intensity because people paid their hard-earned money to come and watch me wrestle. And that was my goal, and I, w- I wanted to stay in shape so I could go at any time. And um, I was very driven uh, to uh, continue the principles that I learned and uh, to get ahead and drive. Uh, and it was, uh, uh, when you read the story, you'll, uh, you'll understand more about how I implemented all those principles in the WWF. Bob, this is uh, AJ Francis. I was. Uh, this is an honor to be speaking to you first and foremost. I just wanted you to know. We all that. echo that, by the way. Don't try to kids yeah, suck up more. Just being, we all no, think this it's is an real, honor. This is really an honor. But my question uh, for you is: I want to take you back to when you first won your first World Heavyweight Championship. Did you have any idea that you were going to have that belt for over two thousand days? Did I have any idea? Yeah. Um, I, I went up to wrestle in the Philadelphia arena in uh, in 1977. The first time I was there, uh, when I left, I shook Vince McMahon Sr.'s hand and um, went back to, uh, to, to, I was working in uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling, Florida's Championship Wrestling at the time. And then I went back uh, three weeks later, Vince in the dressing room told me, uh, you're going to keep it, you're going to get the belt on February 20th of 1978. And that was... Uh, Within, you know, that was uh, 77 when he told me that. He told me that uh, months in advance. But the one thing that I, well, it kind of bothered me, because I didn't know Mr. McMahon as well as I do now, but uh, when I found, found out that everybody was trying to talk him out of putting the championship on me, um, I started started worrying. But you know what? Uh, Vince McMahon told him, I gave him my word, and I'm going to do that. Don't, you know, don't worry about it. Um, but he kept his word, and that's when he like, like became a father to me. Um, he was uh, so honest, and he had a lot of integrity, and he made a bit, and I wasn't a proven commodity in the business where I was selling out crowds all over. I was just new in the business. So uh, um, 
you know, he really, um, he saw something that he could utilize, and I think it was that it, that it was a, a constant underdog where uh, people could say, if he can do it, I can do it. You say that people uh, tried to talk McMahon out of it. Was it just simply you were new and they were kind of jealous of the position you got, or what, what was uh, the reason that uh, some well, people... Well, you know, Bruno San Martino was a monster. Uh, you know, kick guy, uh, uh, beat guys up, and uh, you know, and I really respect him. But uh, I was completely different. When 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 I won a match, I just won the match. I didn't win the war. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so it was a completely different. Uh, you know, and even um, um, Pedro Morales, he was a. You know, he beat the guy. He beat him up. He was he was uh, like uh, uh, in the end, he was like a street fighter, and he he just pounded them down, and they were laying in the mat, and he was standing up in the air with his uh, hand up in the air. I was laying down on the mat with my hand up in the air, and my opponent was usually standing up in the air looking for more. Bob, it's interesting because you have this five-year run as champion, and then you, you, you sort of disappeared from the WWF for a little while after that, and I, I know there was like a retirement there. So you didn't see the, the belt again for over ten more years after this five-year run as champion. Can you take us back to that, and for those of us that are my age that don't remember it quite so well, why why was it that you were gone for a while, and what was that like to be champion and then not not get that opportunity again for over a decade? Well, um, I, um, I, uh, Vince McMahon passed away in, uh, 84, and, uh, he was, uh, he was the man that was behind the All-American boy, and he wasn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and I did some wrestling after that, thinking that there was, you know, there was going to be the same, but it wasn't the same anymore when he wasn't there, and, uh, um, you know, I was, uh, um, thinking about my career and whatever so I just uh, um, you know didn't uh, didn't do it anymore so, so what then, brought um, you back but I did uh, I did one promo uh, in 84 and I said I'm going to get it back sometime hmm. and that's in uh, in um, 94 it took 10 years but uh, I did finally go back and get it back again it's wild it's wild you know it was, I did it, say that I wanted to keep my word. That uh, I'm going to get this back. Absolutely. In I that, didn't say when. <laughs> That's true. You left yeah. it very open-ended there. Uh, the eight years that you were gone, wrestling changed so much in that time period, especially the WWF, of course. What was the hardest thing about coming back when the entire industry had just changed so dramatically in the, those eight years? Well, you know what? Uh, the business had changed, but... Uh, I didn't change. In my, I didn't change my style. I nobody, uh, nobody wrote it. All of my stuff was non-scripted. Everybody else was uh, getting a script. Uh, I, 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 I uh, figured out what I was going to say. I figured out what I was going to do in the ring, and uh, and uh, my my work style was the same matches were telling the story in the ring, and and uh, not up and down like a yo-yo. So, so I, I didn't think I changed. It did. When you when you won the World Heavyweight title in the Throwing the Towel match at Survivor Series 94 for your second time, how did Vince, because I'm assuming that you knew that you were going to be dropping the belt three days later to Diesel, how, how did Vince lay out the, the storyline for you? Well, Vince, lay, Vince Jr. laid out the storyline that I was going to keep it for a year and give it back to Brett. Huh. Oh. <laughs> I was very, 
I, you can't uh, imagine how excited I was to give him that back because of, because of the favor he did for me. I was really, that was something that was very important. I just, uh, I was, wait, I, you know, it was going to be a year, but then that year goes pretty fast, but I was, uh, I was, it was going to be a pleasure for me to, um, be able to uh, drop it back on him. So then what was it? What, so then take us through how you found out it wasn't going to be. And, then now, yeah. and then now you drop it three days later on a house show after right. thinking you're going to have it for at least a year. Yeah. Well, um, um, you know Macho Man Randy Savage? Mm-hmm. He was over pretty good in the WWE. Uh, he was a top guy. He was doing a lot of different things. And he walked. Mm-hmm. And he was gone. And they wanted to, they told me that they, Vince told me that he wanted to try to replace Macho Man with, uh, with, uh, Diesel. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. And, uh, uh, I don't know if you remember when he walked, but, uh, a few days before he walked, I put him in the, uh, cross-faced chicken wing up in, uh, Vermont <laughs> at Monday Night Raw. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, this uh, history, everything changed. Yeah. Everything yeah. changed. Yeah. So everything, everything changed. And, um, you know, I, uh, and I, 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 um, I don't know what I would have done if I would have said, if he would have said, I'm going to change it in three days. I'm not sure if I would have did it or not. I wow. I would have to go back and be, do it all over, but I was very excited to be able to, I don't know if you remember the Mr. Backman character, yes. mm-hmm. but he was, uh, one of the, the bigger heels ever in the business as far as the volume of noise from the fans. <laughs> and, uh, And it's it's crazy for me to to hear that because I, one of the questions I also wanted to ask was you obviously held the belt for two thousand days and you were over as a face and then you get the chance to win the title again and now you're this different character that resonated still with the crowd but it was still different. Which character did you prefer? Well, I'm the All American boy. I, I'm, you know, Vince McMahon Sr. in 1977, he was out there looking for an All-American boy to replace Bruno Sammartini, not knowing me. He asked every promoter, and every promoter only said one name. Hmm. And, uh, I, but, um, you know, if I wouldn't have turned into Mr. Backlund, I probably wouldn't have been able to do this interview with you guys. Huh. That's awesome. He, it, I was a very shy person. I, I did the perfect All-American boy, uh, promo. Uh, and it was because that's who I, where I was, that's who I was, and uh, I was always teased about, or it was always out there that I could never do a promo. But then uh, when Mr. Backham came along, I proved that wrong, and nobody ever said that again in my career. You know, as you say, it's, it's a very similar character, and we've seen this after you did. You're, you're a very, you know, a trendsetter in doing kind of the all-American way. We saw it later with Kurt Angle. You know, we see it now with uh, Bo Dallas and, and the like. But you were the first person to do the, you know, I'm so good, I'm bad. When that was presented to you, or however that came about, what was your initial reaction? Did you think that you would get over as, as a, uh, a heel? You know what, uh, uh, you know, I, we did, we did try some matches in the ring, and, you know, I was in, did some things where I was gonna be the All-American, come back as the All-American boy. And, um, and then I went to Vince, Vince Jr., and, uh, said, I'd like to be bad now. And he said, well, why would you be bad now when you refuse uh, in the 84? I said, well, I want to be bad because the good guys are lying, cheating, and swearing. Let me be bad by being good. 
and I, a lot of people would ask me if I really went crazy. <laughs> I was just in, I was into what I was saying so much that I, I was like a wild man. I, 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 I was saying things that were going to have a good effect on our world. Um, I was going to make people all responsible for their own actions. And people had to recite the presidents of the United States to me to procure my signature. Do you still make Do you still make people do that to get your signature? No, no, we lifted that. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, so uh, you know, and I was I was talking about uh, good values, strong values, hard work, dedication, all that stuff, and um, and I meant it. That's so cool. Bob, uh, Bob Backlund's with us. It's uh, From All-American Boy to Professional Wrestling's World Champion is the book. It's available now. Go to BacklundEnergy.com to get your copy. Um, uh, Bob, you know, it's funny because you bring up the signature thing. When we see in Baltimore, like, I, I, I was raw, I think, two years ago, old school raw, and there are still kids that are coming up and getting their picture taken with you on the concourse before the show starts and I don't know that there's any chance that they were able to watch you as a wrestler because they're so young. Um, what's it like for you now to, to know that this, what you did has lived on so much that there's a new generation that didn't get to watch you perform night in and night out but still wants to meet Bob Backlund and wants to get that picture before a show? What's that like for you? That's a pretty good feeling. That's a pretty good feeling. And uh, um, I'm... Uh, uh, yeah, I'm very excited, and I'm very uh, into trying to uh, be a good role model. Actually, uh, I don't know if you guys remember a guy named Jack Orlane. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to mirror what he does all over the world as far as health, fitness, and training, and and, uh, and doing good things. That's cool. Uh, I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission with the book and with trying to um, just get out there and uh, just talk about uh, being healthy and being happy and being successful and, uh, and just follow the road. And Bob, uh, one of my final questions for you <laughs> is: uh, I just want to know everybody has their own process, and when they get into the business of figuring out what their finishing maneuver is going to be, how did you come up with the crossface chicken wing? Because my uncle has put me in that at least five thousand times <laughs> in my life, so I kind of blame you for that. But yeah, it is a good yeah, move. Yeah. I, I, I won't take any blame. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still watch the uh, current WWE pro- product? You know, I'm 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 very active. I don't when I'm up, I'm standing up. I don't sit down very much. I'm out there doing something on a day to day basis. Especially now, uh, when I have a book that I believe in 100. Uh, percent I know it's a good story. I know it can affect uh, people and uh, young people and people of all ages. And I'm I'm very I, I'm I'm like, like I'm focused on. I got to do this. I got to get this done. I'm going to a lot of 
in Connecticut, I'm going to a lot of kids' tournaments and uh, talking about the book and uh, how it can maybe uh, teach them something, whatever. And uh, uh, it's just been a pleasure. I'm so every day is exciting. It's probably the most important thing I ever done is to in, in, try to inspire people to be successful. Bob, a couple of things real quick that, that come to mind for me. One, um, you know, as, as a guy that, that knew him, um, your thoughts, we find out this past week that uh, Brett uh, is battling cancer, and we've just seen this unbelievable outpouring, as you know, as you'd expect, but I think it's, it's interesting to hear some of the personal stories that people have told about Brett, and uh, even AJ, who's with us right now, has yeah. some personal stories about Brett. But um, when, when you found out the news this week, what was your reaction, and what are your thoughts for Brett right now? Well, you know, I, uh, um, I, you know, I, I was in the wrestling business, and Brett wasn't in the business. We didn't spend much time together. I wasn't in there, in there throughout his career. We, in, we met in the '90s, and we had that uh, fantastic, you know, he, uh, dropping the belt to me. I, uh, you know, I'll never forget that. That was, uh, uh, you know, I, I, it hit a when it, when I heard that, it really hit a soft spot in my heart because, uh, um, you know, because uh, he did something for me that, or a favor for me. He probably, you know, I was getting older. He maybe didn't want to do it, but uh, um, he did it anyway. And he did his, did a great job and uh, made it look like a million dollars. And I, um, you know, I just uh, I hope he, uh, you know, is able to fight through this and uh, and. Um, Get out there and do it again. <laughs> yeah. We like we like uh, the hearing that. The other thought I had for you as a as a champion, we've we've seen a lot in the last couple of years of 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 heavyweight champions of the world that aren't very active. Um, you know, week to week, month to month, even we've we've yep. seen that a lot recently. Um, as a guy that that held that belt for a really long time, really long. Um, do you think it's important that the champion, the heavyweight champion of the world, in whatever, you know, whether it's WWE or WCW, whatever it is, do you think it's important that your heavyweight champion of the world be active, be, whether it's constantly defending the belt, at least fighting as the champion? Yeah, well, you know, the, in the business changes, uh, you know, we uh, we had, uh, you know, the territories, and uh, if you were a champion in that territory, you were probably going to be going, you know, pretty much uh, every night, and... Uh, um, and even the the, uh, the NWA, their their champion would go around to different territories. He was probably even trying wanting to go uh, two days a week or, or two days every day. Uh, but uh, yeah, in history, it's been where the champion he's uh, he's on most of the cards. Yeah, and it's just... changed. You know, they, the guys have contracts and they uh, say this and that. Maybe they they're only going to do so many matches a year or whatever. So um, I guess the contracts change it a lot. As a member of the uh, the WWE Hall of Fame, is there anybody that you can think of that you really want to see go into the Hall of Fame and join you in that uh, that elite class? You know, uh, the happiest moment was when I heard Bruno Sammartino was going to go in at the same time I did. Yeah, it's. I mean, it makes it, it like it. It makes, it makes sense. Yeah, and it, it, it even makes yours feel like more important, right? Because and, Bruno, and especially, there. you know, he was it was in Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Look, yeah. look what that man did. You know, he had the champion for tip for eleven years. Look how many sellouts he had in Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. You know, look what he, he did in the business. Uh, you know, uh, he he laid the foundation, and uh, you know, was a a big, big, big hero. Um, and uh, um, that that was to me. I was very happy. I know I decided before he did, and I hope uh, maybe he. Uh, that helped him make his decision um, as far as getting in because uh, I'm, I'm just happy that we could have went, we went in there together. 
there anybody that's still left out that you think needs to be in, Bob? Oh, geez. Um, yeah, not the... Uh, um I'm sure there is. <laughs> yeah, uh, most of the people that I that I was in there with uh, are, are in it. Uh, but uh, um, gosh, yeah, now I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I certainly understand that. It, Bob Backlund, I, I got to tell you, we all share the sentiment. This has been a thrill, man. Yeah, this has been this, awesome. This has really been a thrill, and um, truly an icon. And we think it's wonderful what you're doing now. We're going to remind everybody to get the BacklundEnergy.com right now to get a copy of the book it is again backland from all-american boy to professional wrestling as world champion and the forward from the late great rowdy rowdy piper um, you know sir uh i'm going to start a podcast so people that little kids that get the book if they have any questions about something like peer pressure or hard work pays off or you having your mind right they can call me and ask me directly about that question that's really neat that's awesome that's yeah, that's, that's really that's nice. very good. And that'll will that be through BacklandEnergy.com as well? Yeah, it's gonna. I'm gonna start. We got the equipment down in my basement right now. I have a gym, and uh, we're we're putting it together, and we hopefully get it going in maybe a couple of weeks. Well, that's really nice. Where people can call me, and you know, people that read the book, they can call me and ask me questions about the book, and um, I'm gonna try to make myself as available as I can for people. That's that's really neat, and we're gonna try to work on doing something to get you down this way. I've made a few calls this yeah, week. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. I, I you know you don't realize the It's a great wrestling town. I mean, it really yeah, is a great wrestling absolutely. town. There's no doubt about that. Bob, uh, it's such a thrill. Thank you so much for taking the time for us this week, and uh, we'd love to do this again down the road. Yeah, no, yeah, you, you, yeah. There's, uh, there's going to be uh, some some things happening down the road, so we, let's touch base again. Sounds good, Bob. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate it a lot, gentlemen. Thank you. And uh, I, uh, I appreciate all those people out there. Thank you for all the support over the years, and uh, I'll never forget about all that uh, noise you guys made. <laughs> you can't, you know, you can't believe as a wrestler. Like, there's things that I can't do in the ring that when the people get by, you it get into it and get cheering for you, cheering you on. They, they give you so much adrenaline, like that short arm scissors. I never did that in practice, but I could do it in the ring with anybody. There's <laughs> a lot of energy and strength that people gave me through their noise and their support. That's really cool. So Bob, it's amazing. Yep. Bob, seriously, thank you so much. Yep. Okay. Are you a believer in the retriever? The UMBC sports marketing team is proud to support UMBC athletics through marketing and promoting the UMBC Division I game day experience with giveaways, in-game entertainment, and much, much more. Tickets for Retriever action starts as low as $2. Follow UMBC Sports on Instagram at Retriever Believer and on Twitter at UMBC Sports Marketing for all your promotional updates of the Retrievers. For a complete schedule of UMBC athletics, visit UMBCRetrievers.com. The UMBC sports marketing staff looks forward to seeing you as a Retriever Believer at the Games. Looking for licensed Orioles and Ravens jewelry for the sports fan in your life? Charles Nusenoff and Sons Jewelers. 8720 Sater Hill Road in Parkville since 1923. Charles Nusenoff and Sons has provided the Baltimore area with affordable fine jewelry, quality repair workmanship, and a total devotion to customer service. Looking to pop the question? Charles Nusenoff and Sons has designer mountings and certified loose diamonds. Prices that can't be beat for the perfect proposal. Download their new app, the Vow Engagement Ring. Finder for iPhone or Android and search styles, get prices, and even upload a picture of your hand and try rings on virtually. Charles Newson Often Sons, Orioles, Ravens Jewelry, and the Vow Engagement Ring Finder. Go to CharlesNewsonoff.com 
or call 410-661-5050. Charles Newsonoff and Sons Jewelers, 8720 Cedar Hill Road in Parkville. Let's grow old together. Need to get some cash? No problem. Head to Royal Farms, step up to the ATM, and get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Surcharge free ATM use. That's the way we do it at Royal Farms. Some retailers charge you to use their ATMs. They make you spend money just to get your money. We don't. At Royal Farms, you can come in anytime, day or night. Walk over to our ATM, take out your bank or credit card, and in just a few seconds, get your cash for nothing because it's surcharge free. Individual cardholder fees may still apply for using a Royal Farms ATM, but we won't charge you. So the next time you want to get cash at an ATM, come to Royal Farms. Because this is how we do it. Get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Cash for nothing because there is no fee. Around this time, you knew some shit was about to go down. <laughs> uh, you'll understand why we're using this a little bit later on in this segment. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. This is Jobbing Out, segment number three. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun, and the Rolling Stone, and the main event. Thanks again to Bob Backlund for joining us in segment number two. What a thrill that was. There's some really great stories, man. You know, yeah. like. Stuff that you didn't like, I really honestly didn't like know about. Yeah. He was supposed to be a champion for a year, and then, right? Like the learning, the fact that he he had the rug yanked out from under him like that 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 hurts. And well, then he sucks. said, I, "If I had been approached, if I had been told, I probably it's only I, gonna I be three days, no. right? Like that's it's crazy." Yeah. Right? A- a- AJ, I got a good question. You're you're a politics guy, right? Yeah. Name name the presidents in order. In order? In order. Well, that's what you had to do we to were, get his we autograph. You're supposed to sell this a little bit better, by the way. In we're, order? Yeah. Name them. See how uh, you do. George Washington. I think that's correct. Uh, <laughs> Adams. Uh-huh. Jefferson. Uh-huh. Adams. No. What? You got the first three, right? Oh, then I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. There are a couple of M's in there that you forgot about before you get to the next Adams. Yeah, Adams was six. I don't remember who was. I know. I, I know that. I know Madison, Madison Monroe. Monroe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Really? Well, I mean, I haven't studied the presidents ever. Ever? Ever. Wow. <laughs> I couldn't go past like. I don't think I could have gone past. I six. can tell you who sixteenth is. Is that Lincoln? Yeah. <laughs> uh, after John, I can, after, who, I can tell you forty through forty-four, no problem. After oh, John, yeah. okay. <laughs> after John Quincy Adams, it's Andrew Jackson, Martin Van Buren, and uh, William Henry Harrison. Where's James K. Polk in there? Where does he line up? Uh, he's Who's number eleven, Garfield. right, right between John Tyler and Zachary Taylor. John Tyler. If you would have told ever... me there, were, there was a man named John Tyler, <laughs> I know I've heard this in school, but obviously T- I was like, Tenth President 15. of the United States, a member of the Whig Party. Oh, right, of course, the, the Whig Party. I, you, you could start making up, like, President Andrew Johnson, you know, like, oh, oh sure. yeah, of course, that's definitely a president, you know. Like, for certain. Everyone um, would listen. The other thing, did you ever have to do a, like, a project in school where you had to pick, like, a random president? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, it couldn't be yes. Lincoln. Yes. Yeah. I, I got I got Madison once. Okay. One of those, what'd, you, yeah. what'd you get? I would always pick, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, 
the president. I, I don't know. The president that was that was two times, two, like two nine concurrent. Oh, and he came back. Was that uh, 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 Chester A. Arthur? No. Who was Wasn't that? it? Adams? No. No, no, no. It was. I know exactly who he's talking about too. Yeah. God, I can't remember his name right now though. Oh my God, this is gonna drive me crazy. Because I, I always got Polk. That's the funny thing. I always got James <laughs> K. Polk. Don't ask why, but that was always. My I just deal. always thought that was an easy paper to write. This. He's the because only, like, he's he the only person right. that ever did this. He left and came back. Oh my god, it's gonna drive me crazy not knowing who it is. Son of a bitch! Hang on a second. We're gonna find out in two seconds exactly who it was, and then we're gonna go to wrestling because that's why people tuned in. Um, in the meantime, I wanted to, while he's doing that, I want to give a shout out to Fantasizer. Fantasizer. Oh, oh yeah, you ran, run your mouth. That's right. And uh, the for week number two, a certain somebody was the top scorer. Did I say he was the top scorer? Because everybody else sucks. Like AJ was saying last week, if you're not first, you're last. No, it was Grover. Someone Cleveland. was Grover uh, number one. In the league I don't for know week who two, that was. yes, a certain somebody. Well, you know he cheated. Like you just know. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. No, I don't believe it. You know he cheated. I was very good the first week. Yeah, you you were in first place the first week. So that was the only week that. That's the only. That's week the only week that that matters. That's the right. only week. That Anyways, check true. check out Fantasizer. It's fun. You can still join this league even though you'll be behind. You can maybe get first place in a week. But uh, you can go back, you can check it. You can join a different league if you want. I know there are a number of shows coming out soon. I don't know exactly which reality shows because I don't keep up with that close enough. But I'm sure there are plenty of great reality shows coming out soon. And you can do it. I think Walking Dead eventually is going to have a new season. They'll ha- they had a Walking Dead league last year. So anything you watch on TV, you can find a league on for Fantasizer. Go check it out, Fantasizer.com. All right, very good. Now, great let's get into this week's uh, quick great count, show. three stories. And I'm glad, AJ, that you just grabbed a slice of pizza because I'm going to as well because this is the part of the show where we allow Aaron to go off the reservation and nerd out about the thing that he wants to nerd out about while we eat pizza. That's right. Um, there are just uh, two quick things I want to talk about. One is Lucha Underground, and yesterday, uh, se- episode number two of the second season, which featured the debuts in Lucha Underground of two people. One is uh, the Darewolf, PJ Black, which is the former Justin Gabriel. Oh, okay. If you remember, he's now the Darewolf, which is an interesting name, and fe- featured a great line of Vampira saying, what's a Darewolf, and Matt Stryker just deadpanning. Well, I think it's a combination of a daredevil and a werewolf. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, so, so that was awesome to see him. And then at the end of the episode, we got a vignette with Rey Mysterio showing up. So Rey Mysterio will be uh, become a major part of Lucha Underground in the near future. Very and nice. Lucha Underground still continues to be great. The other thing I just want to point out really quick is uh, Shakara is doing their... Bro, you don't have to do it real quick. we got time. we got pizza over here. Well, you know what? i got other things I need to do. i got places to be. And I want to eat pizza as well. So, you know. Uh, they're doing their annual charity event, National Pro Wrestling Day, up in the Philadelphia suburbs. Uh, it's their annual event. They are doing it with... Uh, a lot of the proceeds going towards the Polaris Project, which is a uh, organization that combats human trafficking. So uh, it's it's great. The main event, uh, Princess, the Shakara Grand Champion, Princess Kimberly. I don't know if she's defending her title, but she will be facing Mickey James. Oh wow! So that's the main event there. A lot of good matches. A lot of Shakara wrestlers. Some other uh, local indie talents going to be there. So if you're in the area, if you're in the Philadelphia area, go check out National Pro Wrestling Day. Uh, you can find out about ShakaraPro.com. And uh, go check it out there. Very nice. Excellent. Number two. Oh, go ahead. I would also like to point out that in this wrestling league where you may have won this week, <laughs> that in the season standings, I'm still beating it, you. It doesn't matter. It's, it's all about the weeks. Just I, the individual weeks. I'm, I'm the best. I, hey, hey. 
I'm second who place was who overall. is the most the who is the right most now. recent You're winner trash. right now? Who is the most recent winner? I won week two. I'm going to win week three. I'm going to win week four, and that's all there is to it. Nope, that's not the case because I'm beating you currently. I'll see you all at Mania. <laughs> that's right. Where, where's the sign? Where's the sign? I did get my Mania tickets this week. They did. By the way, uh, yeah. if you guys have been waiting to get Mania tickets, if you haven't, you know, yeah, you've been you're looking, looking at them, me. Well. I don't care about you. I don't care if you come or not, yeah. honestly. Wow. You ruined it. Like, How did I ruin it? I mean, we're supposed to have a live podcast on Mania. I'm not, not I'm work. working on, you guys dicks. Anyways, but what I would say, if, if our listeners, I don't care about Glenn, if our listeners I hate all you. have been, you know, looking at the secondary market, figuring yeah, out, it's, Parmesan all over my read sheet. It's uh, completely ridiculous. WWE just released a bunch of really good seats for Mania. Oh. And FA's value, so I picked up my seats this week. So, yeah, if you've been holding out, go look on Ticketmaster right oh, now. Very nice. Uh, number two on this list, some interesting programming that could be coming the way of the WWE Network this summer. Yeah, we got reports that, you know, they are looking for new programming. And, you know, they've been doing so. the Edge and Christian, which I guess, you know, they're realizing, oh, we're, if we get ten episodes of this, it's probably going to run out by May, by June. You know, we're going to have a little bit of a gap there in the summer. So one thing that apparently is under serious talks is having a tournament of some kind, a weekly tournament. Yes, by the way, already. Yeah, I know. Nothing that is weekly tournament in professional wrestling. Uh, but you, than you, the you, you hate the one day tournament. The one day love, tournament is a terrible idea. Like you the way love they the, bring in last year. The yeah. ten week tournament. Correct. Yeah. Fantastic. It sounds like it might be something along the lines of their version of the G four, which would be kind oh, of awesome. That sounds good. Um, but apparently it's either going to focus on lightweight wrestlers, so the smaller guys, a lot of the guys in NXT, of course, or indie so, talents. So AJ Francis probably could AJ not AJ Francis into that would one. not be in that tournament. Except I would rap, I would wrestle circles around all those bums and they would want me there. <laughs> I just, I, I, I really want when we go to me, him go up to like, Finn Balor and yeah. be like, I could wrestle circles around you, I you bum. Wrestle, okay. <laughs> Alright, like I said. Challenge extended, Finn Balor, if you would ever like to wrestle. Did we get a response? I would be Who did he call out last week? HBK. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Have we gotten a response yet? No, 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 no. He's scared. He's scared. We'll probably send that out to the rags and see how that goes. I'm telling you, these guys are scared. Um, but, yeah, Finn Balor, you're, you can get it whenever you want it. <laughs> oh, boy. He just went there. Not uh, not calling out like you know it's one of the slower guys. Right, like, right, I can right. wrestle circles around one of the Finn fastest Ballard, guys right. in the. He's one. He's one ninety five. I'll put him in a bear hug the whole match. And guess who will win? Me. Oh, man. Okay. Um. But anyways, yeah. Either it's going to be lightweight guys, or it's going to be like a combination of seems like possibly underutilized NXT guys mixed with indie guys. It's the format doesn't seem quite clear, but they're definitely. Doing some sort of tournament concept, it seems like. So that's intriguing, both yeah. both ways. Oh, look, I think I'm all in. I'm in, too. Yeah, it's it's tremendous. I love good wrestling, and I love when you put it in tournament form. Yeah. Agreed, agreed, <laughs> yeah. agreed, agreed. I, I mean, the, the only question yeah. is, would this be for something, or would right. it just be wrestling for the sake of wrestling? Which, quite frankly... As long, you know, it's not if you're keeping it separate from everything, if it's just a, hey, we want to show you, you wrestling make here. It, make it for the NXT title. Yeah, or, or well, not for the NXT title. No, but, no, I mean for, but, but for, a, shot, for a shot at the yeah. NXT title at whatever sure. summer yeah. Sorry, exactly. NXT programming you want to do. And, and, and this is for the summer. They start in June. Boom, it, it'll end like two weeks before SummerSlam. So take yeah. over New York. Take over be, New York. Yeah. 
World Heavyweight Title match. All of this sounds yeah. so perfect that yeah. you know it's not going to happen. Of course not. Uh, they're um, they're, they're going to mess this up somehow and turn it into I don't even know what. I have maintained that the the problem with them in tournaments is that they make a plan and then somebody gets hurt and they are not good at scrambling. Now the problem being, I've always thought they're pretty good at scrambling. In fact, scrambling tends to be when they do their best work. Um, I know it's tough. I know it's tough to execute a tournament because now the question becomes. Do you film the whole thing like over the span of two weeks and then stretch it out over two months, or do you try to do it live every week or something similar to live? You know, like mm-hmm. tape it on Monday night before Raw and then air it on Tuesday, whatever you want to do, and then you run the risk of something changing, somebody's contract changing. You know, you don't sign somebody to a contract to be in the tournament; you just want them to come participate in the tournament, right. and then they get an offer from Ring of Honor or something like that, and they're like, "Deuces," you know, like see ya. It, it, you you run risks when you do a tournament. I get it; it's very difficult. Also. There needs to be good writing that comes out of it. It can't just be that the tournament exists on its own the way that the King of the, the, King of the Ring was so bad last year. I can't put it See, in the here's, here's the thing. I, I think that it could exist. In, in this specific instance, I agree the King of the Ring should never exist on its own because you're incorporating so many guys who are in the roster and doing it on television. But inevitably, you're going to have some of your guys involved with this. This shouldn't be something they just go do and then it doesn't matter once well, they... Well, yes. That's what I, I'm saying. I think like, there this should, be should something lead to rivalries but, on NXT. This yeah. should lead to other things the way that any good tournament should. Correct. But I get it. That involves a level of writing that I would like to think the WWE writers are capable of doing. You know, like if mm-hmm. how so this wouldn't necessarily be the WWE writers, this would be the NXT writers, well, right. which NXT even writers, sure. even more of a Absolutely. chance of Absolutely. something good coming out of Just it. Just gotta have something come from it. But yes, everyone now, agrees. Now so here's here's the one interesting thing that came, that that I thought of when I heard, you know, maybe they're doing it with the lighter wrestlers. What if this is a way to reintroduce the cruiserweight title? There has been talk in the past that <sighs> Triple H is interested in that possibility. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm not telling him opposed to it. I think uh, you, I think know, you run I'm, the risk I'm, of I'm labeling a guy as a cruiserweight guy, which is I a think problem that, there. that is part of the problem. Um, but it doesn't matter. If you're good enough, it'll overcome. Daniel I, Bryan I, did. I, but but Daniel Bryan didn't have a cruiserweight right. Ray title. Ray Mysterio did. Ray Mysterio is one of the few, but how long did, did it take him? I mean, Christian, he but he did Christian was also was once a, 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 I think it was still the light heavyweight championship at that point. I don't think it was the cruiserweight. I, I think that it, it, it does put a barrier there where potentially I, I Ray Mysterio might have been. the bigger issue, too, is that you already have these two championships that you have not. Right. They, they just sort of exist, and you have not given reason for what they mean or why they exist or anything like that. I don't think you can add another championship in there without figuring out. I, I just keep coming back to. I just don't understand why they don't make the. They can make. The intercon- they can make the Intercontinental title or the U.S. title the Cruiserweight title. It's, that's sort of what I'm saying. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. They that's... can make either one of those that if ever they wanted to. Correct. And they could, to... They've already on this track. If they want to do it right now, they could do it with Kalista. Correct. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you can become the first. That's a great point. That's absolutely great Turn point. Heel says he refuses to uh, defend against anyone right. over 200 pounds. Uh, our number three for this week is something that's been lingering for a couple of weeks that we haven't really addressed yet, and so we wanted, I, I brought it up with Aaron, and I just said, hey, we haven't talked about it, but I'd like to talk about it, which is this concept of doing a real-life Sister Abigail for the Wyatt family. And we don't know yet what that would mean, like, for, a, you know, a long-term, like a, a member of the Wyatt family, whether it would be something that you would do. I feel like you wouldn't, like, they, they've been talking about Sister Abigail so much that if they did go this route, it wouldn't be a one-time thing. It would be. Right, a, it would have to be more of a permanent yeah. type of thing. <laughs> I got a bunch of thoughts on this. I really do. Because I'm still confused as to where we're headed with Bray Wyatt. Like, I like Brock, you know, if it's Brock Lesnar, I like that. That's a great opponent for him. But then after, where is he going to win? Right. Is he going to get into the title picture afterwards? Is he, wait, what, what is the direction 
for the Wyatt family ultimately. And that's where a Sister Abigail character could help. If, if it's a situation where he loses again, you know, for the countless time in a row in a feud, and this person, this Sister Abigail, comes up and basically shows her disappointment in Bray, and that's what gets him on track, then that, you know, that's maybe a way to kickstart him. I don't know if it's necessarily the best idea. I like the idea of Sister Abigail as just this nebulous whatever figure without being an actual, mainly because I don't think there's any way that you could, with the way he's been talking about Sister Abigail for, how long, almost three years now? Yeah. To debut now, it's like, okay, this better be the greatest thing ever or else it's going to fall flat. But that's the thing. How do you make it work then? Right, and that's the, I don't know if you do. Like, that. that's the, that's the problem I see. Like, is it a wrestler? Is it just someone who... Looks there creepy. A, there should be a small child, like a girl from the ring with white hair, and you never see her face. I was going to suggest Lady Gaga. <laughs> That's the same person. Okay. <laughs> <I just described. laughs> yeah, it's overgrown. Yes. Right, yeah, I hear what you're saying. See, but but then we get into the uh, Sister Abigail comes out, and it's actually a nun. <laughs> Uh, no, that's like, could you go a complete different direction with it? I, it would be too good. I mean, you could, but it would be basically it, the death of Bray Wyatt like, as a character. Does it also feel like the type of thing that, like, once you play this card, you've played it, and you're, it feels, remember how, like, disappointed you were that they ultimately unmasked Kane on Raw? Like, the, the, Kane's mask was this thing for so long that should have happened related to WrestleMania. Like the unmasking of Kane shouldn't have just been on a random raw. Uh, over I the thought summer. it was fine, especially it was especially in that. Down, Maybe it was SmackDown. Uh, no, it was raw. I think it was raw. It was raw. But it was. I remember being over the summer. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was. <laughs> yeah, because it was Triple H versus Kane for the title, and that was on. But Triple it was H was on a, raw. It was just time. a random raw, and it like, yeah. felt like so anticlimactic. This you mean is, like you want Dean Ambrose's Intercontinental Title shot to happen? <laughs> you mean like that? It's not unmasking him. Okay. <laughs> we, we haven't been waiting oh, like that. We haven't been waiting. Let, let, let's let's put this way. years for it. Let, let's put it this way: Has there ever been something that they've teased for three, like a big reveal that they've teased for months or even years that, that actually played, played out, out the way that? Yeah, it's fair. So you just know you're going to be disappointed about this no matter what yeah the the uh, what you gonna call it the wooden mcmahon was the mysterious under ministry the higher power oh the higher power the right. higher power yeah, yeah you well, know what about the payoff that we got for uh, vince mcmahon's son that was well worth oh it. yeah <laughs> exactly that was certainly well worth it and remember the time when vince mcmahon died that was a great <laughs> payoff too oh my god we got a lot the of good payoffs explosion. yeah we got a lot of good payoffs for those types of things all right, let's get into our we top five we did get a, a payoff for gobbledygooker though oh yeah we, well, that's huge. Huge. and may young's hand and well, we had to wait a long time. We had <laughs> we, to wait a long that, that actually time. was a good payoff. That was, payoff. <laughs> that was, that was a great payoff. payoff. <laughs> no question about that. All right, this week's top five. Um, WWE and like the rest of the world, or the rest of this country anyway, is celebrating Black History Month. And uh, AJ's like, hey, you white guys. Um, yeah, I'm might, black, so yeah, let's do this. Yeah, it might be time this. for us to be a little diverse. <laughs> and I'm like, God, I guess. You know, like, <laughs> uh, anyway. You know what? For all my fellow black people listening, these guys were definitely on board with this, so they're cool with the movement, bro. Wait. <laughs> I appreciate that, dude. Yeah, I got your back. Hang on a second. Do I get like a discount on hip-hop fish and chicken now? Yes. New, yes! York, New York fried chicken, too. Yes! Speaking of hip-hop, did, did is, you see uh, XX, XXL Mag uh, officially uh, declared Bo... Let's, let's not... Let's not... Oh. oh officially right. declared Bo Dallas the winner over Flow Rider in that yeah, rap battle. Yeah, they wrote an article yeah, they about did. it. Yeah, he, he I mean, he did. Do well, it yeah. was a blowout. Yeah, right? like, it was it a, a, it was I, I, I'm just saying, <laughs> someone outside of, re- of <laughs> wrestling <laughs> actually said this. That's so funny. All right, so uh, what we're going to do this week is our top five. Um, we're going to do best, but like, it's just so hard for us because we've only, you know, like, we're, 
AJ's AJ's the youngest of us. Yeah, yeah. I'm the oldest. I'm only 32. You know what I mean? Like, it's just really hard for us to offer perspective to guys that perform the know, Ernie Labs, the Bobo yeah, Brazils. Just, you know, like like my dad tells me about yeah, go, sure. when it's he just, was when he was younger than me going to see Bobo it's Brazil. It's just tough for us. So instead of going best, we're gonna go with our favorite, um, a five all time favorite. African-American performers, and I'm just waiting for AJ to murder me. Like, I'm just <laughs> waiting for him because of somebody. I'm enjoying a marble cup. Yeah, yeah, you're good, cup. right? I'm good. You're good. Well, I left somebody off the list. and Okay. I'm just I know gonna... who you left off, but go. But AJ, you kick it off for us. What, because black... he's black? Yes, yeah, exactly. Go. Yeah. Right, makes sense. My number five, our truth Okay. You're nuts. <laughs> You're Aren't nuts. You? Number five? Number five. Yeah, okay. Okay. He's number five. Yeah, he's number well, five. He's, I think he's on everyone's list. Yeah, well, but, he better be. Uh, yeah. But number five. He's, he's number not five. my number five. Yeah, number five. He's definitely number five. I, he's, all time. He's, a, he's fantastic. He's won oh, belts. He's, he yeah. has a hell of a career. That's all well and good. He's yeah. Number five. five. Uh, my number five is, uh, you know, and again, this is just favorite pure entertainment here, The Godfather. Who oh, did man. not love The oh, Godfather coming out? Oh, like, I remember the rumble. People were like, oh, you know, it's just going to be someone like The Godfather coming out. I was like, how can you say that in a negative? Yeah. Hearing his music, it was the Do you understand? Part. I got, this is a true story. I got almost suspended from school. <laughs> Because my dad, in his infinite wisdom, allowed me to buy a T-shirt when we went to Raw, or it was SmackDown actually, but we went to a live taping of SmackDown and bought a T-shirt that said "All Aboard the Whole Train" on the front, nice. and it was the Godfather on the back. Nice. And I wore it to school, <laughs> and they were not, they weren't happy. They weren't having that. They were not they happy. They weren't with having that. All. all right, all right. Who's your number five? That's not bad. My number five, and this is, look, you're going to be mad when you know who's not on my list that I put this, but I, please allow me to explain myself. I have talked about how unhappy I've been with this guy's under, under utilage, under utilage, is that the word? Really, you're, you're putting him as, as number five? Titus O'Neil is my yeah, number five. That, that's what... I effing love Titus O'Neil. Like, I have said that for a long time, that if you ever wanted an argument for me of why I do think there might be a little bit of a race problem in the WWE, it's because... I might enjoy one of those in the second year. Um, That's it, not why there would be a race problem. It, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's because I look at Titus O'Neil and I say, this dude should be a champion. This guy has everything. He also, he also is not that good in the ring, though. Okay. He's not. He throws complete, people over yeah. Mark Henry's yeah. head. He, he threw can, Tyler Breeze over Mark Henry's head. I understand, but you, you dude, his look at power him. moves are, yeah. he comes in like a, just a ball of fire, yeah. dude. You know, there's a, you know, great Kali was a champion once, right? <laughs> True. Like, let's not pretend like every champion has been the most polished wrestler over the years. Correct. You can g- overcome that with, dude, when, t- when Titus tags into a match, it is fire for the first couple of minutes. He's just never really gotten over. I get it. He's never really gotten over. I don't know why. I don't know. I, it makes no sense to me. I have loved Titus O'Neil for a long time, and it bothers me greatly that he's not been given more than what he's worked with. Now, You'll judge this once you find out who's not on my list. But go ahead. You're number four. I already know who's not on your list because you're an idiot. <laughs> uh, number four for me is Mark Henry. Okay. Mark Henry is a world heavyweight champion. Yes, he is. Oh, my God. That's good. <laughs> he's good. That's good. We're not plugging them, but that's really good. Um, yeah, he's a world heavyweight champion. He had one of the biggest runs in the last ten years, I would say, when he had that first Hall of, Hall of Pain run that led him to the world heavyweight title. That was one of the biggest runs, especially on SmackDown, mm-hmm. in the last 10 years. No, not even 
arguable. Dude, you're not going to get me to argue with Mark Henry's Iron Man. He's, he's incredible. I mean, you're not getting me to argue with I him. I mean, I don't have him on my list. Well, you're it's nuts. Just, well, it's because it's top five all time, you know. And whatever. Anyways, my, my number four is R-Truth. Uh, one, one thing. Number four. Number, he's number five, actually. Number <laughs> um, one thing that AJ left out is, you know, he also has a nice bit of history. He's the first African-American NWA heavyweight champion ever. I know. Like, he's, uh. I know. Oh, I, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm saying you, I don't, I'm not saying you don't know this. I'm no, just saying. No, I'm saying, I'm saying AJ that's say, why he's five. AJ yeah, he's did just say not he's had four. belts. He's had belts. You guys are, you guys are insane. <laughs> Both of you. Belts. Be ashamed of yourself. Um, belts. but, yeah, I mean, our truth is awesome. He's my five. number four is, five is a good number. In the my top number five. four, my number four is my new day representative. All right, like I knew that AJ was going to go with Kofi, <laughs> so for the sake of it, I made Biggie my guy. There's no wrong and with that. Look, I I love me some Biggie. He did my show. Um, man, it was it was it was yeah. 2014. What's that? Be in 2014. It I was think. right when he was like working with Dolph. And yeah, Kofi, be, and, yeah. And I loved him. I was all in. I think he's great. He's a guy that I've said a million times. I think needs to be a champion. Yeah. I just I love me some Biggie. So yeah. Biggie's my number four. I can't I can't argue that. Yeah. But Kofi Kingston is my number three. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> because he's Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston has found a niche in himself to keep a job forever because he can always do cool shit. I hear you. That, that's I hear niche you. I hear you. I mean, I do. I really do hear you. <laughs> he could just always do really cool stuff. Bro, this is not me knocking Kofi. This is just he's, me choosing he, to put I Biggie on my list. Multiple, instead. multiple Intercontinental titles. One day I pray that he gets the one heavyweight championship. <laughs> At WrestleMania this year is what you're working for. There we go. I'm trying to get it this year. Um, my number three is uh, – who is my number three? Oh, yeah. It's The Rock. That, you know, he's, he's a pretty good person. He's decent. He's entertaining. He's See, if he's on your list, I don't know how he can be number three. That's – Like, that's why I just left him off my list altogether. Well – I, I just left him off. And okay. look, he doesn't need my affirmation. <laughs> right. You know no, what I mean? Like, I, mean he's he's either, I, I have two guys who I – again, this is favorite. This is who I Not enjoyed it. the most. So the, the Rock is number three because I simply – you know, he's The Rock. My number three is Mark Henry. Okay. Dude, he gave birth to a hand. <laughs> And then he delivered. Now, look, if you want to take away from some of the silliness, he delivered one of the great swerves in, in wrestling history. Correct. Like that moment that With night. John Cena? Was a, it was so effing well done. It was one of those, this is why I love wrestling yeah. moments. Because it was genuine. It wasn't so, look, if you want to say you saw through it, you saw through it because you thought it was possible. Not because you were certain that was what was about to happen. I, I was fairly certain, but here's the thing. This is one of the reasons why I don't say, you know, why I say predictability isn't necessarily a bad thing. It was just so perfectly executed that even though I, you know, at no point did I think he I was retired. I thought it was possible, but I wasn't convinced it was definitely what was happening. I thought it could go either way. You know what I mean? Like I them, thought the entire, I was like, I was like, oh, he's definitely going to turn on them. Yeah. And then the more it went on, I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, like, right? Like he's, right? He's really He's retiring. like, baby, I'm coming home. Like, God, man. But it, it, whether or not you saw it, it was just so perfectly executed yeah, it that it so really doesn't matter Martin whether Henry or not you saw it. is a 10, yeah. man. He's yep. always he's been a 10. He's been great. Everything they've used him for, and he's had to put up with some shit. They have given him some shit, and he yeah. has worked and with it's it. It's amazing. Like, he has a 20-year career. Yeah, man. You, you can't say that about 20-year yep. career in no WWE doubt, doesn't happen. No doubt. He's my number three. Your number two. My number two is Booker T. Mm-hmm. Booker T. Yep. King two, Booker. King Booker. Oh, you, the pinky one, but... revolutionized wrestling. It did. Bro, you don't know that I had a stuffed Booker T. 
<laughs> they did a stuffed Booker T bear. They did. Oh yeah. And I had mm-hmm. it. and I in my bed. <laughs> no, Booker like, when I was in high school. <laughs> like, not even a joke, dude. I, I, like, it was, I would, I can't, I could not possibly do it today, but I would attempt to do it. I had a Rooney. Booker, I had the Harlem Heat do-rag. That's pretty good. I did, even that's, though I never wore it. That's I pretty good, it, man. I mean, I wore it to, like, wrestling things, but I never no. actually wore it. Book, Booker T was my favorite wrestler in the mid to late 90s. Like, it, it, and it wasn't even close. I was so angry. I, you know, my first house show ever was a WCW house show, and, like, Three weeks before that, Bret Hart broke Booker T's leg, and I was so angry he wouldn't be there that I would just like curse out Bret Hart when he showed up at that thing. I also thought like maybe, and and I'll just I'll, I think I can call it like it is. I think maybe it, it made me feel cooler that I like Booker <laughs> yeah. T. Right? Like, yeah, my favorite wrestler is the black guy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, hey uh, anytime you're gonna shoot cream. That's what I was you like. I would, I'd be like, book a man. You That's know, right. Like, I was that guy. And, and I would find Har- Harlem ex- Heat was awesome. I would Harlem find, Heat was incredible. I would find excuses to use five time in sentences. Yes. Like, like, dude, I, the other day. I tried I, to do a spinner Rooney. It's hard. When I was at the bar the other night, I had to go to the bathroom five times, five times, <laughs> five times, five times, five times. Like, I would just. And everyone looked at you like a complete right? idiot. Yeah. Like, I was such oh a Oh my god. God, I love Booker T was awesome. But he's, so he's, he's, he's my number one. You're number one. So who's your number two? My number two. I cheated a little bit on oh, this God. one. Don't. Because it's not technically a wrestler. It's Teddy Long. What? I loved Teddy Long. Wow. Teddy Long. I loved Teddy Long. I think I... I think someone like him, it generally, genuinely, people remember him as kind of the Let's have a smack. tag match. Let's have a tag <laughs> match player and, and how basically terrible he was as a GM because a face GM never works out. Right. But um, as a manager, he was awesome. Awesome. People forget, like, Rodney yeah. Mack and the Mack Militant. Right. Like, that was awesome. When he was, uh, managed Doom, he was awesome. He was, leg- like, they could use Teddy Long right now. To, I'm not, but, like, he, imagine Teddy Long was the secret fourth member of New Day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. I, I mean, mean, he does love himself a three on three. <laughs> like, he is, t- um, Tell me a time when Teddy Long didn't come onto your screen and he wasn't just immensely all right, entertained. All right, I'll give you that. I, I love me some Teddy right. Long. And and his theme song is also one of the most underrated theme I, songs in wrestling. I assume... Number one is The Rock. Yeah, Without so. question. Well, you guys are all nuts. The second biggest star of all time. Yeah, he's okay. He's okay. Okay. i tell you who's not. Let's compare our truth and, and The not. Rock's... I'll tell you who's not. Did The numbers. Rock ever win the NWA championship? I don't think so. Did he? Did he? <laughs> Has R-Truth ever had a one-on-one match at WrestleMania? Did he ever... <laughs> Did he ever he put ever a ladder had, in the no, middle? Actually, now, now I'm curious about Did R-Truth ever have... Has did R-Truth ever did had... The Rock ever place a ladder in the middle of a Royal Rumble? Royal Rumble. <laughs> did he? No. 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 Now, who's better? R-Truth or K-Quick? He shot a R-Truth or K-Quick? Who is better? The answer is R-Truth. And the answer will always be R-Truth. Getting rowdy. And ladies and gentlemen, if you don't understand that R-Truth is wrestling, stop listening to this podcast. Our truth is wrestling. Now, a couple shout-outs. I'd like to give a shout-out to Naomi's ass. It was very difficult to leave that off this list. Yep. It was very, very <laughs> difficult to leave Naomi's ass off the list. That, was, that, um, is, that is the yeah. Yeah. It is, it, I, I, yeah, I, I, it had, is. I had the human tornado on my uh, honorable mention. Have you guys ever come across his YouTubes? No. He was um, – are, are you familiar with the black exploitation film Dolomite? Yes. yes. He was Dolomite. Really? It was, um, he, and he, he, one of his trademarks was that he had balls of steels. Guys would try to low blow him <laughs> and then you would just no sell it. Right, and it was, he, I mean, he, he was, he was a wrestling pimp and with like the white disco, it was, it was the white suit. It was amazing. 
It was the greatest thing. I'd ever. also like to give if a shout talking. out to uh, uh, Miss uh, Miss Jacqueline. Yeah, of course, you know, I just you know. I, I think she very easily could go into the Hall of Fame yeah, this year. I think it makes a that. lot of sense. Jackie. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, very good. This was fun. I enjoyed yeah, I had this. A good time. Uh, AJ, you are on Twitter. Where? At AJ Francis four one zero. Very good. Uh, Aaron, you are on Twitter. The A Oster. And you, the show is on Twitter. Jobbing Out Show. And we have a Gmail. Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. And you have what coming up at the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone? Uh, for Rolling Stone, you can, if you want to go back, uh, this week I released a, an article that was kind of ridiculous to research about Donald Trump's role in WWE and found out he said things like, to Vince McMahon, like, oh, you talk about your grapefruits? Were there no match for my Trump Tower? No! <laughs> so that was, no. uh, yeah. That that was that was interesting. There, there's a lot of interesting parallels you can make to his campaign there. Your boy Roman Reigns is making Donald Trump <laughs> jokes, bro. Now, how you feel? How you feel now? Oh, how you feel now? First wow. Of all, first of all, Donald Trump's a billionaire. It's fine. Second of all, he's an idiot, but he is, <laughs> but he's a billionaire. So he did. He's done at least one thing correct. I, I also like during his <laughs> Hall of Fame campaign. Good save. He, you know, he's booed throughout. He introduces his uh, son. He introduces his wife. They all get booed. He introduces Ivanka, and Ivanka gets well, the biggest I mean, cheer of the night. He also wants to sleep with her, so it's very awkward. <laughs> that is her. And uh, then later this week, I should have a Shakara article coming out, so check that out. Rolling very show. nice. I'm on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio, of course, glennclarkradio.com as well. Please continue to spread the word about the show. We appreciate it. Grassroots. Thanks, everybody. Of course, Brandon and Parkville does it better than anybody else, so I like to give him a shout-out at the end of the show, as always. Um, all right, that's good. Oh, thanks to Bob Backlund. Huge thanks to Bob Backlund. Awesome Bob. opportunity to chat with him. Appreciate that. Uh, thanks to, or uh, on behalf of Aaron and on behalf of the main event, AJ Francis. I'm Glenn. This has been Jobbing Out.